Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. As per usual, this podcast is where we learn all about creating a healthier lifestyle. And by creating a healthier lifestyle, that is where fat loss will potentially take place. In this podcast, we also learn how to achieve our goals, how to set our goals, how to change that mindset around everything that comes with this health expedition. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, go onto the platform that you use to listen to it, hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. You'll be notified every time I release one. Also, if you have not yet rated or reviewed this podcast, I'd highly appreciate it if you do so. The reason for that is the more ratings and reviews the podcast has, the more people it is going to reach. And ultimately, at the end of the day, that is the goal. We want to help as many people as possible know that creating a healthier lifestyle, losing some fat in the process is not impossible. In today's topic on this podcast, in this episode, I'm going to discuss a topic which I don't usually discuss, but I've been getting a surplus of messages about it. So I thought, you know what, let me tackle it head on and discuss it in an episode of my podcast. And the question is, Mandy, what do you eat in a day? And I mean, the simple answer would be food. But because I'm not such a poopal, such an asshole, I'm going to break it down for you and tell you what I eat in a day, more or less. But there are going to be a lot of notes within this episode because it's not just as simple as, oh, I eat 1,500 calories a day and this is what I eat every single day for seven days a week. It really comes down to everyone, you as an individual, it comes down to everyone's goals. So for example, my goal might not necessarily be fat loss. My goal might be maintenance. Therefore, that will see me eating more calories than what someone in a fat loss phase would be eating. It will also give me more wiggle room within my calories every single day. Then we need to have a look at body composition, age, activity levels, and everyone is very individual when it comes to that. So I can give you an idea of what I'm consuming on a daily basis when it comes to food, but it by no way means that you should be making a carbon copy of what I eat for yourself to eat. But the reason that I am going to be chatting about it today is because I know a lot of the times many people don't even have an idea as to where to start with the food choices. Let's have a look at a typical breakfast for myself. What I would have for breakfast on any normal day would be oats and a banana. As simple as that, as straightforward as that. Oats and a banana, and it's usually about 50 grams of oats, and it's a normal average size banana. And then I generally don't have any snacks between breakfast and lunch, unless I do go to gym and I'm feeling drained and I'm feeling hungry, then I might have a quick protein bar after my gym session. But I'll be very very honest and say it's not something that happens on a daily basis. It's something that happens when I understand what my body is wanting. So I've got to the point where I listen to my body and I understand it. And a lot of my food choices are made around that. So it's not every single day that I'm going to be having a protein bar. It might be maybe once a week, maybe twice a week, maybe no times a week. 
Now, when it comes to my lunches and dinners, I eat the same thing for lunch and for dinner purely because I live alone. I'm only cooking for myself. So when I cook that lunch, I cook enough so that there is enough for dinner. Number one, it's just convenient for me to do. Number two, it's time saving because now I've only had to cook once during the day and I only wash up one set of dishes. That means I can get an extra walk-in in the afternoon or I can get an extra running in the afternoon or I can work for an extra hour because I don't still need to stand and cook dinner. So during the week, for example, one of my lunches was ostrich mince and in that ostrich mince I added some tomatoes and I added some mushrooms. Now what a lot of people might have with that is maybe some spaghetti, maybe some rice. What I had with that was a little bit of sweet potato and on top of that I had a lot of broccoli and I had some butternut. And no surprises here, that is exactly what I had for dinner as well. And then the other day, I had some steak for lunch. With the steak, I had broccoli, I had cauliflower, I had green beans, and I had some butternut as well. And again, that was what I had for dinner. Now, one thing you may have picked up here is I don't necessarily eat a lot of things like rice, pastas, breads, things like that. And please, before you shit yourself and think that I'm on low carb or keto, if you have a look, obviously you won't be able to get the exact figures. I've got those exact figures. But if I had to show you those exact figures, you will actually see from the veggies that I am bulking my meals up with, I'm getting quite a high rate or percentage of carbohydrates in my daily meals. Just because I don't add a lot of things that are your typical carbohydrates doesn't mean that I'm not eating carbohydrates. I remember the one day someone said to me, oh, you usually tell us that going keto or low carb is not sustainable, but now you're not eating any carbs. And I'm like, no, these are the stats. My meal consisted of, or those calories of that meal consisted of 40% carbohydrates. And those carbohydrates came purely from the vegetables that were on my plate. Now, I know a lot of you are probably now thinking, but does that mean she never eats rice, pasta or breads? Absolutely not. On this past weekend, for example, I went to Simply Asia and I had a noodle dish. The weekend before that, I went to a restaurant and I had a pizza. So I do consume these things, but during the week, I like to place a huge amount of emphasis on the foods and the micronutrients that I am consuming. And another important thing to note is because I am injured at the moment, I'm not running as much as what I usually would. So my exercise levels have dropped. My activity levels have dropped. And that is also why I'm reducing calories through the form of reducing some of my carbohydrates. Whereas if I was training for a marathon or for an ultra marathon, my meals during the day would be bulked up with potatoes with some rice and with a lot of veggies that contain a lot more carbohydrates. So as you can see, it's not as simple as me just making a post and saying this is what I eat every single day because a lot of people believe when they see those posts, that is what that person is eating every single day for the rest of their lives. 
I think it's it's safe to say, or you would have picked up that during the week, I keep it very simple. I keep it very basic. And I think the thing where a lot of people tend to confuse themselves and overcomplicate this process is by overcomplicating the meals that you are consuming. Another important thing to note yeah, on that sort of topic is a lot of the times people will post they are having overnight oats with tiramisu or they're having a sprinkle of this and a sprinkle of that and biscoff in their oats. And whilst that might work for them, it might not necessarily align with your calorie goals. Maybe your calorie goals are a lot lower than someone else's online. I know there's this whole movement of eat whatever you want on your calorie goals and it will work. I know there's a lot of people who eat only, say, wraps, for example, or whatever it is. And it's food that is more highly palatable. But again, we need to have a look at what the actual calorie requirement is for these people to be within a deficit. A lot of people might require higher calories. So, for example, if I'm at a point where I'm training a lot like I usually would, my calorie deficit amount might be 1,800. It might be 2,000, whereas yours might be 1,400. That's 400 calories different, maybe 500 calories difference that I have wiggle room to add these highly palatable foods into my plan. Whereas you might not necessarily have that. You might not have that wiggle room. You might have to be extremely focused on the foods that you are consuming to keep you full throughout the day at a lower calorie value. For example, if you and I weigh the exact same amount of weight, but I'm taller than what you are. Maybe you on the shorter side, your requirements for calories are going to be less than what my requirements for calories are going to be. And again, that just makes such a big difference because I will have more wiggle room than what you will have. So I can add in my posts that I consume a chocolate every single day. But again, you might not necessarily be able to consume that chocolate every single day because you've got less wiggle room or playroom when it does come to your calories. So all of those things are things that need to be taken into consideration when you do look at someone's food that they are consuming in a day. And that brings me to the next thing. My weekend food consumption is not exactly a carbon copy to what my week food consumption is. So as I mentioned, during the week, I keep it very basic. I keep it very simple. I keep it very nutrient dense. Every year and there, I'll have a protein bar. And you know what? Sometimes when I'm having PMS or I'm having a shit day, I might turn to having a chocolate bar instead. Or you know what? A fucking bag of biscuits as well. A lot of the times, not a lot of the times, sometimes it does happen because you know what? Guess what? I am human. But what a lot of people online don't don't tell you is they will leave that out of their what they eat in a day posts. They might have a little bit of a oopsie and they might consume a bag of biscuits, but they feel if they're going to tell you there's going to be judgment passed from your side to their side thinking, oh, they're not little miss perfect as though they portray online. 
the last couple of weekends, I've been quite focused on the foods that I have been consuming because I'm in a little bit of a fat loss phase at the moment. So when it comes to the weekends on a Saturday morning, I'll still stick to having my oats and my banana. Then for lunch, I might go to a restaurant for a, or to a cafe for lunch. I might look at having, say, a chicken wrap and a salad, for example, or I might then have the burger but have the salad with it instead of having the chips. Maybe I will have some pizza, but then the rest of my meals that weekend, I will make them quite nutrient dense. Whilst I am on the little bit of a mini fat loss cut at the moment, I've got this golden guideline with myself. Don't eat out twice in the same day. Cook two of your meals at home and one meal have whilst you are out. One meal that you really want to have, enjoy it. The other meal, make a calorie smart swap. By doing it that way, I'm still controlling the food choices that I'm having over the weekend, but I'm still enjoying the food that I am eating over the weekend as well. And this is where the big difference comes in. When I am in maintenance phase, which is majority of the last four years, maintenance phase weekend for me might look very different because when I'm maintaining and I'm exercising and I'm at my optimal point, which I'm not currently at, I will just add that in there. But majority of the time, my maintenance calories are probably sitting at around 2,500, maybe 2,800 calories calories. And that is a lot. If you think about what the deficit amount is that you are currently on, my maintenance calories might be a thousand more than what your deficit amount is. That's two whole extra meals. And if I'm having a fun meal, that's an extra fun meal compared to what you in your fat loss phase will be able to have. So again, there's a massive difference between me maintaining weight when I am in maintenance and you when you are in a fat loss phase. And that's why I don't necessarily like doing what I eat in a day post because what I eat in a day on any normal day, not necessarily right now, but any normal day is going to be very different to what you eat. And by different, I mean the amount of foods that I am eating, the wiggle room that I have to add fun foods is very different because you are on a lot lower calories in a fat loss phase than what I am in a maintenance phase. We also need to have a look at the mindset here. Several years later, my mindset is of sort of, if I have a chocolate, cool, fantastic, move on. If I have that bag of biscuits by mistake, you know, that snack accident that happened, I move on swiftly. I don't unpack there. I don't dwell there. I don't camp out there. And a lot of the times people will post, cool, you can have this, you can have that, which of course you can. But from a mindset perspective, you might not yet be at the point where your bounce back is as quick. So you might still be perceiving or seeing those foods as not part of the plan. And the moment you have those foods, that's where you tend to feel guilty. And that's where that spiral tends to take place. So only you will know where you are at with your relationship with all foods, where you are at with that bounce back, back rate from having a high calorie food or a fun food. And that is only you that can assess where you are at with that. And the reason why I'm doing this episode as well is because I want everyone to know that every single one of us are humans. And a lot of the times these what I eat in a day posts aren't 100% accurate because they'll post it because they know it's fucking amazing for engagement because everyone is looking for ideas of food. But like the other night when I went to bed, I was watching something on Netflix 
and I had a bowl of muesli as a snack. I'd already had dinner and I wasn't hungry, but I was like, oh, that muesli looks nice. And I had a bowl of muesli, right? And again, it just goes to show that I am human. And even several years after the start of my fat loss expedition, there's still these moments where I have these foods because yes, they're nice. They're highly palatable. There's moments where I get bored and I tend to have that snacky kind of feeling. There's moments where I get emotional. There's moments where I get stressed. Do I have a chocolate in those moments? Sometimes yes. Do I fight the urge of having that chocolate? Most of the times I do that. But again, it just goes to show that I cannot give you an exact sort of replica of what I eat in the day because a lot of the day, it is super well controlled. That's majority of the days. But again, I want to make this point very clear that myself, like everyone else out there, is human. We humans, right? And snacksidents do happen. Let's just do a quick recap. For breakfast, generally, I have oats and a banana. On a weekend, if I'm sleeping at my boyfriend's place, wake up in the morning, what I might have then, what he has in the house, maybe some eggs, maybe some bacon, maybe some muesli, some milk with that muesli, maybe a banana with that muesli. For lunch during the week, usually I have a cooked lunch. So I have something of protein on my plate. Then I have veggies. I have my low sort of calorie veggies, broccoli, cauliflower, green beans, whatever it is. Then I have my more higher carby kind of veggies. And a lot of the times if I don't have higher carby kind of veggies, I'll add something like sweet potato or potato to the plan. If I'm at my mom's house, for example, and she's cooking, she might add rice or pasta to it. Then yes, I do eat the rice or pasta. And for dinner, I'm having a cooked dinner as well. My dinner tends to be smaller than what my lunch is. That's what works for me. I have quite a big lunch. And then in the evening for dinner, I'll eat the same thing as what I ate for lunch, but it will be a smaller portion. Now, this is during the week. But again, on the weekends, it is, I don't want to say it's very, very different, but there are changes and there are tweaks that take place over the weekend. I tend to eat out on the weekend, not every single meal, like I mentioned earlier on in this podcast, I do still put full focus on the meals that I am making at home for myself, but I do allow myself that enjoyment to go out, to socialize, to have fun and to go to restaurants. And then I also know that I can make smart calorie swaps if that is what I want to do and if I have certain goals. What I will suggest is if you are struggling with your food choices, try and keep it very basic in the beginning. Try and keep it very simple in the beginning, purely because it just removes a lot of the overwhelm. Try and keep it quite fresh. When I say fresh, I will say more your nutrient-dense kind of foods. Focus on your lean proteins. Build it up with that. And very important to note is that if you are on your fat loss phase, it is, like I said, important important for you to understand that what you do on the weekends count as well. So you do need to have control over the weekends. You do need to have structure over the weekends. But that doesn't mean you can't go out and not enjoy yourself. Go out, enjoy yourself, be mindful and make calorie smart swaps. That's exactly what I did in my initial fat loss phase, even when I had less wiggle room than what I do have now. So as I said, when it comes to your food choices, 
Lions, this is going to be shockingly, surprisingly a game changer. Keep it simple. Keep it basic. Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it as fresh as possible. Those things are really going to help with the adherence to your calories and to the foods that you are consuming. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing, and keep being kind to one another. Much love. Your friend who is a very boring eater during the week, Mandy. <laughs>